0: What are you doing? What are you doing? He never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves
1: the flavor, you see? <gasps>
2: Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
3: Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, and all of you in the digital world, broadcasting live here from the lungs of what I'm going to call Palm Beach Gardens. Definitely not the heart. No, more, you're right. It, it feels more like the lungs. We're on the outside somewhere. The outskirts. We're
0: like skirts of the gardens to the West Palm area. Something to that
3: effect. To where it gets dangerous. Yeah. You are here, and we are Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam the Brewmeister. Filling in for Honest Abe, who is, what are we going to say he's doing this week? Uh, oh, you know what? He's turkey hunting. Really? He yeah, is off turkey hunting because he, decided, he, he yes. wanted to bag a big turkey for the first time for and put kids. it on the on the Thanksgiving table.
1: One thing I will never do is go turkey hunting with Abe because he has a gun.
0: <laughs> I would never go any hunting with Abe. Yeah.
1: Yes. It, be like, it
3: doesn't matter how much orange I'm wearing. I'm pretty sure I might not come back. Yeah. He jumped out from the bush. What was I to do? There was nothing there. He it looked well.
0: like a turkey.
3: It wouldn't go very well. I swear it was
1: a hairless bear. I don't know. It
0: wasn't
1: yes. me.
3: So sitting in with me this week is, of course, the lovely lady
4: M.
0: Good Hi. morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I I decided to stay up last night till three in the morning drinking. I drank a bunch of IPAs by myself Ooh. and my with my dog. And I started doing random projects around the house, like making s- coat racks out of water skis and just anything you can think of at 3 a.m., that's what I did. out of water skis. Yeah. So what I'm <laughs> guessing
3: is you should have your Pinterest account yes. disabled after 11 p.m. Yes,
0: yes. When I get drunk, I do creative things. I,
3: I think this is a good idea. That should be part of the Pinterest contract is you can automatically be able to opt out of at certain times. They right, do right. that
0: like with texting. Like, you're mm-hmm. not so lo- like it'll, there's some app that won't yeah. allow you to... Drunk text people exactly. after Exactly, you have to solve time. some type of a problem. Yes. That way, if
3: you can't get into your phone, you can't actually yeah, access Yeah, if you it. can't
0: solve the math <laughs> equation, that's yeah. hilarious. Unfortunately, I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> right.
3: There's no, one I, there's no one's number I have that I could text or call.
1: Well, you could text some people.
3: Yeah, it just wouldn't work out very well. But uh, also filling in today is... Producer John Brand, John. Hello. Welcome to be sitting on this side of the mic this week. It's
1: strange sitting on this mic, you know. This week I'm usually um, getting a giant fist waved at me from this side on from the opposite side of the, side of the glass. glass.
3: Absolutely. Always a good time, and of course we are streaming live on Periscope. And say hi to everyone out there what in up, Periscope, Periscope world. You can tune in at just follow at Kiss My Ash Radio on Twitter. Yep. And you can catch the link to follow us on Periscope, and they'll tell you to download the Periscope app. And do other things that involve signing in and signing your life away.
0: Yes. And giving away your firstborn child. Sign up. I'll probably Periscope later tonight while I'm finishing my projects.
1: You know, I did a Periscope on, what was it, Thursday? And I did a little preview of the show telling everybody who's coming on and whatnot. And we actually, I actually had about uh, 20 people looking at my ugly mug for a good uh, <laughs> minute. <laughs> yeah. I feel
3: You'd bad You'd be
0: surprised them. what people <laughs> do. <laughs> well,
3: sometimes people are more bored than you. And so looking at you is probably something they're going to have to settle for.
1: Well, that's true.
3: Uh, that's who it is. But here at Kiss My Ash Radio, we do a lot of fantastic things. We've got an excellent show for you today. Abe Flores of PDR Cigars will be our meet-your-maker. We're going to have Marv Russell, former Notre Dame football player, author, and just over all-around interesting guy. He'll be here to talk to us about a few different things. Master Sensei. Hi-yup! No? No, Come on. Colin's falling asleep. He didn't know I was going to go there. You're going to have that ready for me, Colin? I'm going to go back to like four or five times today. All right. So I just want to make sure (laughs) you're ready for that. Thank you. Yes. Master Sensei Eric Gutteramson will be here on the phone from his mountainous region of Colorado to give us interesting insights into what's going on in the world of Cigar Dojo (laughs) and best cigar app ever. Yeah. So... That's what's going on.
1: And we, of course, on Kiss Mash Radio love to give away prizes. This is true. I got prizes. We have the Recluse Social Media Word of the Day. And if you can get that on Facebook page, you can also find that on Twitter. And if you do win, you get a nice five-pack of cigars from our buddies at Recluse Cigars. And also... ZyCar. Zykar Prize of the Day. Uh, when you hear this sound... Lady M, tell them what they will be winning. You
0: are going to win a Xikar 11-millimeter twist punch. Uh, this is a beautiful little silver twist punch. And also I'm going to throw in a bottle of the propylene glycol to keep your human joy. So why, why
3: is it 11-millimeter?
0: That's, what it's, that's a, just the description.
3: That's just the description? No. 12, right?
1: 12 was too much. 13, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous.
3: No, 10,
0: too. not enough. They actually
3: no. have a couple different sizes of the actual punch. Yeah. Hole that actually right. is there. Duh. So it's eleven, 11
0: millimeter. So Over a fifty dollar value. So, if
1: you want to win any of these prizes, you have to call our studio line one eight seven seven. 960-9960, that's one eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. 960 9960 and you could be the winner of some of our fine prizes. If
3: only that was written somewhere where you could easily see it. Right? Oh wait, there it is, <laughs> but there we go. They made it uh, easy. Every week at Kiss My Ash Radio, we also like to put up a poll on our Facebook page, and you can participate in that poll if you just go to Facebook.com and look through the Kiss My Ash Radio things. John, what was last week's poll?
1: We had a very polarizing poll, and I was actually surprised by this. It is someone gifts you a cigar that you don't smoke. Would you keep it and smoke it anyway or give it away? Any guesses
3: on... If you, if you didn't um, like it, if it's a cigar, you know I you didn't like
0: I see a very vast amount of pink there, and I don't know which one that means. That's
1: called cheating. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with a lot of these people probably said they would smoke it. I'm going to say give it away. Because they, they're probably going to be real nice about it, and they're going to feel guilty, and they'll just give it a shot and... Let's try it. You can hey, it might be it your new
0: favorite.
1: Ding, ding, ding! Adam wins. Seventy-five yeah. percent of wow. people would keep it as a gift, and only twenty-five <laughs> would give it to someone else.
3: Right. So they. Mm, so that's like eating ma-
0: something that you didn't like. You got the wrong thing at a restaurant, and you just ate it anyways. No, take that back. I don't want it. Thanks, but no thanks. Even if it's free, no.
3: Doesn't matter. But of course, we also put up a new poll this week, and you can go to Facebook.com at KissMyAshRadio, and you can participate in this
1: poll. We wanted to ask all of you to pick your favorite movie out of a list, but there were way too many for us to pick. So we asked our three hosts to pick two of the favorite movies and your choices from the picks. So out of the list of movies, which would you call your favorite? Number one, Pulp Fiction. Number two, Fight Club. Excellent. Number three, Bridesmaids.
3: That was definitely me, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number four,
1: Lawless. Number five, Oh Brother, We're Out There, I'm a Dapper Dan Man. I don't go for fop. No fop. I'm a da- Dapper Dan Man. That is not my palm made. And the final movie, True Romance. I don't think I've seen that movie. You need to you. go
3: rent it. It's fantastic. It's a good movie? Who's in that? Christian Slater, oh, okay. Rosanna Arquette, Christopher Walken, uh, a y- very young Brad Pitt, Michael Rappaport, mm-hmm. Oh, just a fantastic! Saul Rubinick is in there. Wow, fantastic! That's a Star cast, I absolutely. Check that out. This is actually—it's actually the film Quentin Tarantino wrote and sold, so he could make Reservoir Dogs.
2: Oh, so
3: it's all Quentin Tarantino written, really, and dialogue, and he sold it to the studio, got the money. Is that
0: the the, the YouTube thing that Abe made me watch yes. the other day? Okay, that yeah. did look like an awesome movie. It, it, it is. Let's it's a that. classic. Yeah,
3: it's just Slater giving off, especially in early in the eighty late late eight nineties late. late, 90s, early, late Early 90s, late 80s there, just mm-hmm. giving off Quentin Tarantino's early rough dialogue. Right.
1: It, it's fantastic. I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh, yeah.
0: I watched a, um, a Zach Galifianakis. Um,
1: um, was it one with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah,
0: I watched that last night, yeah, and yeah. I watched The Hangover 1 and 2. That was the movie.
3: <laughs> you did all of that while still getting Pinterest things done until 3 o'clock in yeah, the morning? Yeah, because
0: I had to watch something in the background. That's
3: what I call multitasking, yeah. and good
0: multitasking. Oh, and by the way, I did eight loads of laundry. Wow. That's, yeah. How do you have time? Uh, I I deep-cleaned my kitchen. I I, I wiped down my porch. (laughs) I did everything you can imagine. When I drink and I'm alone, (laughs) I am the most productive person you will ever meet.
1: The only productive drunk I've ever (laughs) known.
0: Seriously, Duncan wakes up, he's like, yes. The house is spotless. The foyer's been swept and the floors have been bleached. Uh, My my (laughs) God, you have a foyer? Wow. Wow.
1: Live in a nice place. <laughs>
0: well,
3: you know, sometimes they just have things like that going on.
0: It just it wasn't an option. It just wasn't was an there. option. It kind of happens. <laughs> it All was right. just there.
3: Uh, this is already falling off at of the wheels. All right, so we're going to have to take into a break, but coming up next is going to be cigar news. We're going to have our meet your maker with Abe Flores, and we're going to play a little game called Yes or B.S.? All of that coming up. Keep it lit.
2: Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
1: Oh,
3: Welcome back. To kiss my ash radio, broadcasting live from the lungs of Palm Beach Gardens. I am Adam K, the brewmeister, filling in for Honest Abe. With me, of course, the lovely Lady M. Hey, hey, and John Baran, producer of our wonderful program, who's doing a
1: dandy job. Hello, everybody. Is Thank you. I appreciate it Baran
0: that. or Baron? It's Baron.
1: But I, you know, it, <laughs> I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those people that corrects people on my name. It just it doesn't matter to me. As long as you recognize me as a person, I'm fine with that.
0: John B. There you go. Johnny I just B. had to ask. People call me Hassle, and it's really hassle. Oh, but I I call myself it. I'm Emily Hassle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better. Which
1: rhymes I did not with. even know
3: that was a, There was a, There was something I was saying wrong for all these yeah, years.
0: Hassle. That's too much. It's there's too much emphasis on the all, and it, it hurts my jaw. Yeah, you're putting the wrong emphasis. On the <laughs> wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, apparently,
3: that's working out. So I guess we're gonna play a new game here <laughs> called Yes or BS.
2: With John. Use your powers of deductive reasoning to say yes, lies, or oh, lies, or
1: BS. So I have put together a list of different questions that may be easy, may be hard to answer, but Adam and Emily have to guess whether they are yes, which is true, or BS, which is false. Let's start it off. Yes or BS? A cow gives nearly 200,000 glasses of milk in her lifetime.
0: Yes.
3: Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Yes. A glass. Is they abuse a prog- those cows. Oh, what are we? Are we basing it on a twelve-ounce glass?
1: Um, one pint. A pint. A pint of gla- A pint of milk.
3: One pint and over two hundred thousand pints. Yes. What you're trying to say. Yes. I call BS. It is yes.
0: Yes. What yeah. do I win? Do I win something?
1: Um, admiration. I- I'm sure John right. can go
3: into the prize closet and Maybe find we got something. Some T-shirt, some keychains. Yeah. You want a keychain? Ah,
0: uh, you know, you got some chapstick.
1: Um, funny enough we probably have some chapstick somewhere
3: (laughs) koozies are always good now we're making crazy demands yes number two and I demand koozies and beers in studio make that happen uh, make it settle a lot of of things
1: yes or bs a violin has five strings
0: bs
3: I also say BS. I believe it's uh, four.
1: Oh, Adam is right on the dot. BS. It has four. I
0: said BS too. I know you did. You? Yeah. Oh, Fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I just didn't specify. Yeah.
1: All right. So right now we are Emily is one ahead. Yep. Well, question yeah. Question three. There are two questions. There are two questions. What a lead. <laughs> yes or BS? Your tongue is the only muscle in your body that is attached only at one end.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. It's true. One more. We got number four here. Yes or BS. Abraham Lincoln's mom died when she drank the milk of a cow that grazed on poisonous snake root. Yes.
3: (laughs) BS, just to be different. Yes.
1: That's a very good answer. I, I had no idea that was true. I watched Jeopardy. It's a very obscure fact.
3: You watch Jeopardy and that's you got out of Jeopardy?
1: it wasn't in amp- it wasn't in um abraham lincoln vampire hunter so i probably wouldn't own that one either that
0: was a good movie it was a
1: great movie yes or bs a camel can last longer without water than a rat can
0: bs
3: Uh, Technically, the camel's hump is actually not full of water. It's actually full of fat Mm, that it it lives off of. So I will also say BS.
1: Yeah, by deductive reasoning, it is BS. Rats
0: are just like random, like those creatures that could just live off of rat poison. That's why they always
3: say that they're going to survive the nuclear apocalypse, much like the roaches. Rats
0: and roaches.
1: Rats and roaches, yeah. They'll have plenty to feed on all this dead humans. Mm -hmm. Yes or BS, Disney's first PG-rated movie was Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988?
3: BS? Yes, I believe that is correct.
1: BS, it was the black hole in 1979. Three ahead. Three ahead right now. The
3: black hole. Never saw
1: it. The energy in an average one day hurricane could power the United States for three years. Fact. I do believe that's true. That's true. Tied up on that one. Leading him still ahead by three, I think. Still. Yeah, During track. World War II, the national speed limit. Was set to 35 miles per hour
0: in the U.S. I would go insane if that was still. Yes. I'll say yes.
1: It's yes.
3: Really, wasn't it 55?
1: Nope, 35 miles per hour.
3: Uh, oh well. Uh,
1: yeah. Are you sure it wasn't 36? No. Some people probably broke the law. It was I'm going to seeing
3: one. as everyone breaks the law now, it's probably true then as well.
1: Number nine in baseball, there are three outs in an inning. In baseball, there are three outs in one inning. I feel like this inning.
3: is a trick question. Ooh. Yes. That's, no, it's BS because it's six because an inning is both the uh,
0: top uh-huh. and the bottom. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, oh, Adam is coming back. I'm only three ahead now.
1: Two ahead. Three. Oh, no, you I had three. Four. Right. Yeah. Bubble wrap was originally designed to be textured wallpaper, not packing material.
0: BS.
3: I'll just be different and say yes so it, I can try and make a comeback. It is a yes! Hey, hey. going against the grain sometimes
1: just helps you work it out. Winning. All right.
0: That's it. <laughs> that's I it win. For, <laughs> that's it for yes or BS.
1: I didn't even have an idea of when this was going. He's the grand leader. We had ten questions.
3: And you win a koozie.
1: You
0: win a koozie. Oh, yeah. And some chaps. Oh, no problem. Yes.
3: So now, after that rousing game of yes or BS, it's time to find out what's in the box. I got a box.
5: Gonna open
2: it. Don't look at it. No, uh, what's in the box? Let's ask honest Abe. Cigar news.
3: You know, I was listening to that uh, song Blank in a Box the other day. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I should really just as a joke just Walk up to someone and be like, I got you this gift for Christmas. What is it? Just open it up. Then inside, it's like a stuffed dog. Right. Instead of my junk.
1: No, I like that. I think you it'd be th- funny. You throw them off. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to open that. it's nope, a really great you gift go, I'm just going to
3: keep holding this. You can't. You just open the box. Come on. Just <laughs> open the box. And it's just a, it's something fun. And
1: then look or we, we will deliver you a sausage pizza. And it's really a sausage pizza. And it's delicious.
3: Something to that effect. Cigar uh, Cigar news. For November the 21st, 2015, Julio Aroa is back. At this year's International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention, the Elder Aroa, that would be Christian's father, showed off three new lines from his Las Lomas factory in Honduras. The flagship of the bunch is Aladino, a cigar that shares the same name as his son, Christian Aroa's factory. Aladino is marketed as an old-school cigar using Honduran tobaccos, The company says the strength of the cigar differs between each size, depending on the ring gauge and the wrapper colors. It's offered in eight sizes, retailing from $8.50 to $13. There'll be boxes of 20 and be available soon in store shelves. I'm excited about those.
0: m mm, M-Bombay. Earlier this year, M-Bombay expanded its Kassara line to include cigars in tubes. As a part of that announcement, the company teased a new series called Vintage Reserve. Now, it's less than a month away from debuting. The M. Bombay Casara Vintage Reserve Nika is a 65 by 46 cigar and will debut on December 15th. It uses tobaccos that are aged from three additional years compared to the core Casara line. While it keeps the same Ecuadorian wrapper as the regular Casara, the filler blend includes tobaccos from the Dominican and Peru, whereas the original blend only features Dominican tobaccos. The pricing of the Nika is going to be $12 per cigar.
3: A few weeks ago, E.P. Carrillo began shipping Ernesto's Humidor. Now the other limited edition shown off at this year's convention and trade show is on its way to retailers. The company has begun shipping the Edicion Limitada 2015, a 6x54 Toro. It uses a Connecticut broadleaf that is aged in a Cuban technique, where 25 leaves are folded around the center vein and then aged slowly. The idea is to smooth the leaves out over time. For the filler, it uses a mixture of Nicaraguan tobacco comes with a suggested retail price of $15 and is available in 10-count boxes. So check out the new E.P. Carillo fifth-year anniversary at a cigar shop near you. And that is all we have for the news today. Coming up in our Meet Your Makers thing, we're going to have Abe Flores. We're going to have former Notre Dame football player Marv Russell. Eric Gutteramson. And coming up in the second hour, don't forget, we're going to play a little game about guilty
1: pleasure. My God. This, this one's going to be bad because I'm really drudging out my old... I'm probably going to make a fool of myself, but that's okay.
3: Hey, that's what we're here for. I it's all in radio. Sh- I can't share mine. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's okay. We can talk about your devious pleasures. More to come right after this. Keep it lit, America.
2: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
1: Good song.
3: So did Jason pick out all the songs again this week? No. It was John. Colin did them. Colin picked out all the songs? Yep. Oh, good. We're okay with that.
1: I like this one.
3: Welcome back, America. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the brewmeister, filling in for the turkey hunting honest aid. We hope he bags a 20-pounder. Nothing like wild turkey at this
1: time of year. I just imagine him bagging a turkey with his like bare hands and, be- and beating it
0: to death. <laughs> You're hopefully, yelling it, yelling it to death. <laughs> whole, hopefully no
3: one from PETA is listening. We would never do that. Kiss my traitor does not condone the defense or any type of burden of any kind of animal.
1: There is a sect of PETA I do like, which is people eating tasty animals. Right. So th- that sect is okay. Yes.
3: That's true. Uh, with me as always, the lovely Lady M, and filling in for where I would normally be sitting, John Barron. Hello. Producer extraordinary. You're way better
0: looking on the left. It's true. That's your good side. And you on the right.
1: Yeah.
3: So wait, I am on your left. This is my better side. Yes. So you're only, because you're only getting half of me instead of just the whole. Yeah, and this is my good
0: side. My left side is my good side.
1: It's like the perfect time to do a blue steel. I'm just saying. There it is. Oh, God.
3: Too bad bad. I didn't do it towards the periscope. (laughs) Uh, It's terrible. Joining us now for our exciting favorite (laughs) section.
0: a year of my life. (laughs) Uh,
3: It's that time for what we consider to be my favorite part of the show.
2: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Joining us this week
3: all the way from the wonderful Dominican Republic, Abe Flores of PDR Cigars. Abe, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Abe.
3: Abe? Hello? Yes? Hey, there he is. Welcome, Abe. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of a busy Saturday for you to be here and tell our listeners a little bit about the wonderful world of PDR cigars. So how are things in the Dominican Republic treating you today?
6: (laughs) Very good. Uh, It's a nice uh, 70 degrees, 75 degree weather. Um, We're all cranking cigars here, and it's just another day in paradise.
3: That's what we like to hear. So you guys... Do the Dominicans celebrate an Americanized version of Thanksgiving? Are you guys just going to skip that next week and just make sure you work through the whole week?
6: <laughs> we pretty much are working that day. <laughs> ah. Only a few few folks uh, get together and have turkey, but most likely we will have lechon.
3: <laughs> I, that totally makes a lot of sense. But, hey, sometimes you can't get all the holidays off.
6: Oh, exactly.
3: All right, your brand... Got a very big push last year by getting the number 10 rating in Cigar Aficionado. It's been one of the very talked-about brands and a very hot brand. To what do you attribute the success you've seen in the last, recent history? Uh,
6: say what again?
3: Uh, well, what, after last year, you got the number 10 rating in Cigar Aficionado. Your, your brands have become a very hot, hot talked-about commodity. What, to what do you attribute the success you have been seeing in the recent history?
2: Well,
6: it, it's a mixture of a lot of different combinations, but um, I, I, the factory itself, we've done production for La Palina, uh, Viaje, Christoph, um, and a lot of these brands are becoming very successful with our production, what we're doing here. And the combination of my cigar, the eight floors, City Pirata getting number 10, I think it was all comp- a combination of all those different components. To you know, make my my company seen uh, differently to the American public.
0: Well, you also have your new factory. What does this? What does your new factory afford you to that your old factory didn't? What are you gaining from your new factory?
6: Uh, well, we've been my new factory. Our uh, factory has been we've been here for four years already.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> it's been factory. oh, it's four years old. <laughs> yes. Good <laughs> job on
6: the research,
3: John.
0: Yeah, my so, bad.
1: Well, how did it compare?
0: to How
1: did it, we, com, how did
6: it compare? Yeah, now it's the new factory. About four years ago, uh, we have a new. We've been here about four years ago now. Uh, to this Christmas will be four years. Uh, this factory is about fifty thousand square feet, two floors. Gives me more flexibility. Gives me more space for me to ferment and process my own tobacco, and it helps me to give more consistency in, in the production. And we expanded more, um, and we grew. If you read the Cigar Aficionado article, now we're up to 5 million cigars a a year. And there you go,
3: stealing one of my next questions to talk about the recent article, the the John Voight issue. Uh, You had a feature story in the John Voight issue of the latest Cigar Aficionado. What what was the experience like of being interviewed for the magazine and going through just having them tour the factory and giving them all the ideas and posing for all the interesting photos?
6: uh... to be honest with you i thought it was going to be just a q and a session for the insider mm-hmm. so uh... greg Natola, who's a good friend of mine every year he comes out for um pro cigar and um, you know we hang out and 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 you know, we always go out one night for dinner and stuff and he, and that time i was not a member of pro cigar um, good friends with every member every manufacturer who was a member um, uh... who is a member of pro cigar and they're all mentors of mine, um, and and I always went to pro cigar events and stuff and, and dinner, uh, and then he would just you know get off one of the tours and come over and hang out with me in my factory. So in that in one of those days that he he pretty much how you say hooky like skipping, uh-huh. he uh, he came over <laughs> came over picked them up. We hanged out. We smoked cigars. Went into my blending jam room that I have. And uh, he started doing a, an interview, and it's like, "What's this for?" I don't worry about it. It's going to be for maybe q and A Q&A section. Speaking and of, then he surprised me uh, with a photographer in the factory to take pictures. So speaking, and, and I was, and I asked him, "What's it for?" He's like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs>
0: don't ask questions. And just, just pose. <laughs> just pose and smile.
1: So, so speaking on um, cigar events, I'm sure you're touring the country. I know, and doing a lot of events. Do you find it uh, beneficial to get in fr- to get your brand in front of the actual smokers? Do you think that helps you a lot?
6: Uh, it's very beneficial. I think I think people, human beings, are very visual, and right. they gotta touch and feel. Um, you you can have a pretty packaging, but and that will catch them once, but they have to try the product. To catch them, to have them as a,
1: to, have
0: them to hooked.
6: make them fall in love with the product forever. Right. You know? Right, and probably um, you know meet, meeting meeting
1: you and getting to know you, giving them that kind of emotional connection to the brand as well. I'm sure also helps you on your tours.
6: Oh yeah, it does. Uh, when they meet me and they see my, you know, where I'm from, and I'm just like you guys, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm just about ten, twelve years ago, I wanted to start my own thing and build my own factory and. Take a risk, and um, and I took the risk, and thank God that I'm still here.
0: Yeah, I wanted to kind of um, backtrack and ask you: what? How did you get involved? Is your family involved in the cigar industry, or was this just a passion of yours? And you just took off with it? What was the? What was your initial, you know, leap and step into the cigar industry?
6: My family, we've been growing tobacco for over sixty, seventy years. Wow! I grew up in a tobacco farm. My farm is actually like two. Two three minutes away from the X farm. I'm from a town called Bonao, um, so we grew coffee and and tobacco and some cattle. Um, tobacco's always been in, in my family in my blood. I mean, I can remember the first time my grandfather gave me some some to smoke and almost passed out. <laughs> uh, always good. To I was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, it's it, that's not an issue. And and in the, in the countryside, we we did these. The way we rolled the tobacco was called uh, a perrito. Uh, uh, you know, it's just a, the, the tobacco over, over one leaf and that's it. It was not binder and, and wrapper in a mold or anything. We just did a, like a cheroot type of looking cigar. And that's what all the farmers smoked. Um, whoever grew tobacco, that's what they mostly smoked. They fermented it. they make a quick little cigar and that's it. And that's why my grandfather and all my uncles and my relatives smoked that way in bonao there was not really a factory. They were factories that made these type of cigars, the cheroots type of cigars, and all the little bodegas for all the local people to smoke. But cigars cigars were only uh Laurora La that, that sold uh cigars in a mold, uh that were formed in molds and had binder and wrapper. Um, I learned from a, a lot from my grandfather on the fermentation side and the processing side and when I came to the United States and I studied in the United States, I, my family came and, you know, I, they didn't want me to think about farming or anything like that, to focus on uh, on education and becoming a doctor or engineer or something. Uh, and I went to school in, in Boston and I studied uh, MIS in marketing. Uh, and marketing. And I was right during the dot-com boom, and that's what I got into. Uh, after that, I just, I don't know, I just felt complacent. I, I I got tired of the ups and down of the of the of the of the of the, of the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, right. and I wanted to get into the cigar stuff. business. And I was selling cigars on the side for my cousin, who used to come down to the DR and bring cigars up. And it was doing towards the end of the boom of the cigar boom. So I was selling all the cigars to my coworkers, and my my cousin was giving me cigars to sell, and that's why I made money on the side. Um, when I got out of my last company in New York, I, I wanted to go and work for a factory or something. I couldn't find a factory to give me a job, so I was luckily able to get a job at Tinderbox, and they gave me a job as a programmer and developer to launch tinderbox.com. Uh, I developed that website. I came in as a developer, not really as a as a buyer or anything, just you know, director of marketing and to run the run and build the site. And then the guy who was the buyer—I'm uh, uh, not going to mention his name—but <laughs> <laughs> we understand he was how that goes. Not really. Huh?
3: We understand how that goes, but uh, we're, we're getting a little off. We're getting a little deep into, but uh, we're going to come more and have Abe finish all of the historical things on his rise to becoming a cigar master blender and all of that. Right after this, keep it lit.
2: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KissMyAshRadio.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
3: Really, calm
1: Um, Hip Hop Anonymous?
0: Hip Hop! Hip Hop Anonymous!
3: I think you just make it all 21 Pilot stuff. I mean, why not go there? Just make it a 21 Pilot Solid Show rejoiner. That's a good idea.
1: Let's do that! that. We gotta do it when Aves not here, though. Yes,
3: exactly. We'll, We'll do that. We'll make sure that happens. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. You are listening to episode 189
0: 87 87 187
3: 187 Here I am Adam K the Brewmeister filling in for Honest Abe off in the wilds turkey hunting with me as always the lovely lady yeah? Yes good morning and John Baran Hello producer extraordinaire Oh yes and we are talking to Abe Flores of PDR Cigars live from the Dominican Republic Abe welcome back thank you for once again for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio
6: no, thank you. <laughs> well, but before you for we went
3: having to, me. Before we went to break, we were in a deep discussion about your story of how you came from Boston, from being in the Dominican as a child, being educated, going to work for Tinderbox, and then starting and getting into your own factory. What do you think was the absolute breakout moment that set you apart as a cigar manufacturer?
6: I think the, the moment really was, Getting the top ten that put a spotlight onto me and my factory.
3: That's an excellent way. I think a lot of people would say that being a rated in aficionado actually puts them on the map. But uh, you guys came out with the tenth year this year for the tenth anniversary. It's been a highly talked about, highly promoted, you know, well reviewed cigar. What was the what was the piece that really got you guys started on saying we're going to put a ten year out and we're going to have this be an exclu- uh regular production? Go for it, big time cigar for us.
6: Well, the thing is, uh, I wanted something to I wanted a cigar to pretty much st- to to honor the ten years of. My struggle of me and my and one of my partner I started with three partners right uh and they and two of them left, and there's only one la Luis Rodriguez and myself mm-hmm. uh and I have the majority of the of the company Thus
3: the
2: and I just want to honor
6: our ten years of working hard and doing our thing, you know, and I believe that this blend is a phenomenal blend absolutely
3: well received
0: when you when you're blending your cigars, is there like a go-to taste or flavor that, that that is like your niche that you always try to incorporate in a cigar?
6: I try to to be honest with you I try to always I, there's a lot of Cuban cigars that I admire flavor profile wise and every blend I produce has, is inspired by. Some cigar that I've smoked mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, I, I don't just smoke my cigars; I smoke everybody's cigars. Good way to stay from, fresh from all my friends.
1: Yeah, on the subject of on the on the subject a of, of, the the, the subject of uh, Cuban cigars. Um, do you think that PDR will ever use tobacco from Cuban uh, Cuba if it becomes available or legal? If
6: it comes available, we will. We will. I mean, we are a company that is very open-minded. I mean, I currently use tobacco from. Brazil, Ecuador, Indonesia, Sumatra, uh, uh, Mexico, Nicaragua, Honduras. It, it doesn't matter. If it tastes good and I can blend it, I'll try it. You yeah. know? So if, if Cuban tobacco does become available, I definitely will try it.
1: Staying on that subject of uh, Cuban tobacco, we've spoken to a couple different makers that we've had on the show. I know Eric Espinoza has mentioned it. Um, he feels that the best blenders are actually out of Cuba already. Um, how do you feel about that?
6: Uh <laughs> I it's hard for me to say, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not a I'm not Cuban. I'm Dominican. Right. a hundred percent. Well uh, maybe my great great grandfather was, was was they say that we have some Cuban descent back then, but my family is Dominican. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't tell you. I've been to Cuba once when I was a child. I, I don't know their... That's a pretty strong statement to, to say.
0: Right now, to yeah, that's a pretty strong statement. That's like saying all the best dancers yeah. are, you know, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's hard for me
6: to make a, a, a statement on something that I don't know.
0: Right. Absolutely.
6: Yeah, I have not experienced. Do you, have... you tell me who are the best blenders in Nicaragua or the best blender in, in Honduras, that's a different story, or in the Dominican Republic, that's a different story because I've experienced it. I can't tell you who are the best in Cuba.
0: <laughs> do you have <laughs> um, in your in your um, experiences in the cigar industry? Do you have any regrettable decisions that you've made along the way that, if you could look back and change, you would, or uh, any any stories that you could shed some light on with us?
6: Regrettable experience? I mean, not really. Everything everything good or bad is 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 it's part of the schooling of the whole cigar industry. Um, you know, the first six years uh, kicked my ass, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah, this be, but oh, I, I kept on play. struggling and pushing forward, and I pushed through and I plowed through, and eventually, uh, uh, eventually, uh, I'm I'm where I, I am now. So I, I I can't really say. You know, maybe I've done some lines that really didn't work out in the beginning, but I've always I've always been pretty good at you know working off the cuff so if there's something that it's not working well I'll, I'll re-blend it or i'll rechange the packaging and then relaunch it again so everything i've done has been tweaked somehow within a couple of years like 1878 i've tweaked the packaging three times until now it's working perfectly the way it is now even the blend i've tweaked the package the blend of two of the lines and now they're doing phenomenally so it's hard for me to say what what I've done that I think I should have never done in the past because I'm always, it's organic. I'm always fixing and, and making it better and better and better as as we go.
3: Absolutely. Now, we're coming to the end of the year now, and we're going to end up going into 2016. What are some of your goals for PDR into 2016 and perhaps beyond?
6: Well, uh, we, we're we obviously, you've you know... We i don't know if you heard that i'm now a pro cigar member mm-hmm. i'm going to be inducted in in february at the festival fantastic uh not a thing uh we have uh the new connecticut Valley reserve that's going to be coming out um this year in the uh, Thanksgiving. connecticut
3: uh, very uh, popular
6: so yeah. say what
3: connecticut everybody, a lot of people going in the connecticut route now so hey jumping on
6: yeah yeah, broadleaf. It's, it's a it's a great flavor. Uh, Nicaragua Dominican filler. Uh, it's a very elegant smoke. Uh, good body. Uh, beautiful packaging. Um, four sizes. Uh, I, I think it's going to do very well, and most likely I'll do another version of that uh, Connecticut Valley for 2016 in a light in a habano grown in Connecticut. Ah. in the state of Connecticut.
3: Very nice. Fantastic. A lot of interesting stuff coming up. Abe, we want to thank you for being with us today, sharing with us about PDR, your history in the industry, and what's in the future for PDR. Best of luck to you, and hopefully we'll have you back on soon when you're in the States again.
6: Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, you, Abe.
3: Have a wonderful morning. we appreciate you. All right. That was Abe Flores of PDR Cigars Is our Meet Your Maker segment up ahead. We're going to have former Notre Dame football player Marv Russell a Little Game of Guilty Pleasures, and Eric Mester-sensei.
0: There it is. Uh, Colin. I held my breath for that one. I know. You oh,
3: <sighs> wasn't prepared. Oh, well. Eric Guttermson from Cigar Dojo. You can't
0: just throw things at him like that, you know? This is what he... He's, he did great the last <laughs> yeah, time I threw it at
3: I'm him. No? Oh, he's trying hard. <laughs> and so much more coming up on this episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. More to come. Keep it lit, America.
2: You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. A small cigar
4: can change the world, I know I've Rich. done
3: it frequently. having my little Jethro toll in the afternoon to keep things going. S-
1: sitting the on the park bench.
3: Just rocking it out. Welcome back to, back to Kiss My Ash Radio. We are in hour two of an exciting show with a lot of great stuff to come. Master Sensei coming up. A dummy dialer throwback coming in there for you. And a game of guilty pleasures. But sitting in with us now is a very special guest, Marv Russell, former Notre Dame football champion, noted author, world traveler, explorer extraordinaire. Marv, thanks for being here today.
5: Glad to be here. It's exciting.
3: Absolutely. Now, uh, obviously, as a big college football fan, I have to jump into that first.
1: Mm, yes. <laughs> You're
3: a member of the 1973 champion team, and not to mention you played for one of the most prestigious Long-standing, difficult to get into college programs. What what, what was it like playing for Notre Dame?
5: Greatest experience of my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, what can you say? Saturday afternoons, eighty thousand people. You know, band. It's just so cool. The excitement. Oh my goodness! The people, the pageantry of it, and the emotion. Of it It's just fabulous, and you know, and so much of my the stuff I've written about has so much to do with that experience. That experience is fabulous.
3: Not to mention, touchdown, Jesus looking down on you from a oh, yes. distance.
5: <laughs> that I And a- there's fair catch Moses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I actually, um, with, I was in the Florida State Marching Band, and we went up there for a game. Um, it is the one of the most cleanest campuses I've ever been on. Every single person that I talk to is very welcoming, very polite, and it it, it is my favorite venue to see a football game. It, you it's went just, to Florida State, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was in the marching band. You <laughs> heard that correctly. I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Shameful
1: admissions later. i just saying. It's a great it's a great I, I
0: played on us. I played um, college soccer, and we had about twenty people show up to our games, <laughs> and that hype was amazing. So I can only imagine what eighty thousand people feels like. Well, and sometimes it's more than that
5: because I remember going out to the Coliseum and playing against oh, right. USC, and there's a hundred thousand. Wow! You know, you go to the Big House, hundred thousand, and you go to Penn State, hundred and fifteen. So. Right. Saturday afternoons in America are pretty doggone cool. Oh, yeah. without a oh, doubt. football is the best. Absolutely.
3: <clears throat> it is the best time of year. Now, you guys are currently 8-1, and one, if I'm not mistaken. 7-1. and one.
5: Well, let's not split hairs. 9-1. 9-1. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I
3: keep forgetting where we are and that Thanksgiving is next week, and that's yes. a big problem. But uh, Boston College this week, Stanford the following week. Currently, you guys keep coming up fourth in the BCS poll. How do you feel about the chances for the Fighting Irish as they move forward? Well,
5: I think it's pretty good. You know, uh, sitting four right now is good. The only, uh, the only team we lost to was Clemson. Yep. And Clemson's number one. Yes. And we only lost to them by two points. So we earned that spot. But the problem is there's a lot of one-loss teams that are pretty darn yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And today a few more are going to drop out yes, because there's some really big games today. But Notre Dame is unique. I mean, it's so they are so incredibly deep. One of the great things about them is most people don't realize they've lost nine starters since the beginning of season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Including starting uh, quarterback. Yes, yeah. So we got in uh week we got two, Goldson.
3: um, week two, if I'm not mistaken, yes, which was a horrific knee injury. Mm-hmm. And we definitely didn't see that coming, but the backup stepped in, won that game for him with a ridiculous catch that I caught in an airport. <laughs> Which is an incredible pass play, and then has you know kept them going every yep. week through. And That's right, especially against a very tough Clemson team, and they hung in there. They hung in there the whole way. But on the whole idea of the whole college football playoff, as a former professional or sorry, former college athlete who played football, what are your thoughts on the on the current playoff?
5: Well, look, you have to have a playoff structure. You have to have some way to differentiate. You can't just have opinion polls come out. Right. You have to be able to leave it on the field. That's what the kids want. Play it on the field. Now, the problem is football, you can only play one game per week. Mm-hmm. Basketball, you can play three or four games Absolutely. per week. So it is a problem. It is problematic. And the second big problem is there there's so many bowl games now. Oh, there are so football. many bowl games, mm-hmm. and they all want their turf. They all want their piece of the pie. So there's a real big negotiation that has to go on here. Right now, we've got a playoff system with four. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have at least six. Really? That way we just yeah. get rid of all this hype, you know, and then you have to yeah, those play-in games.
3: Those whole idea of, oh, Baylor didn't make it, TCU's not there, yes. but, mm-hmm. oh well, it's what happens. Exactly, yes. Now, do you feel that... But we'll get. It, we'll move on right after this because, obviously, as a big fan, I just have to keep going with the <laughs> football idea. Of course. The fact that Notre Dame doesn't have a championship game to play in because they are the one non-committed uh, team to a conference. They don't have a conference championship. That's right. Do you think at the end of the season this is going to hurt them?
5: Well, it certainly could. It mm-hmm. certainly could. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, a lot of things hurt Notre Dame by being an ind- independent. Um, but they'll, we never, they'll in never go away And they'll it. never go in. You know? Nothing like it, we'll NBC never go in. money. And, well, and I think it's also another thing. I, I was talking to um, 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 the, the uh, CEO, I mean, I, I should say the president of the University of Notre Dame, Father Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I graduated the same year. But one day we were talking, we were in an event, and he said, what do you think about us going into a um, conference? And I said, you know, when I I went to Notre Dame because you were guaranteed to play from the north to the south from east to west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at what we do. That's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got USC and uh, and Stanford out west. Yep. And we've got Gotta uh, have those every Boston year. College. And one of the things that people don't realize, that's a long tradition for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's nickname was actually the Ramblers back in the 20s because mm-hmm. they rambled by train across the nation oh. playing different teams. I didn't yeah. know that
0: about Notre Absolutely Dame. Absolutely
3: fascinating. So... Along with being a fantastic football player, you also have a best-selling book, "Linebacker in the Boardroom: Lessons in Life and Leadership," a bestseller focused on developing essential, exceptional, ethical leader creating a sustainable impact on the world around you. What yep. does that mean?
5: What a, that book was very, very special to me. You know, I, everybody thinks, "Are you trying to say, Marvin, you're supposed to be a uh, linebacker when you go to, to work every day?" No. But you are supposed to have a tenaciousness. You are supposed to have a direction. You are supposed to get it from deep down inside you. So, linebacker in a boardroom says, "We have to be something essential, uh, essential, exceptional, and ethical in everything we do." And all I meant by that is to say that no matter who you are, no matter what you do in life, you've got to be essential to the people you're serving, and you have to do it in an exceptional way. And thirdly, you have to have the morals, that ethical. Foundation, And when you are essential, exceptional, and ethical, you're able to sustain an impact on those that you serve or on your customers or clients. That's why it's important. And it's all about coming from inside of you, working hard to be that different kind of person.
1: You know, I think that's a very good point because I'll, I'll even say it in the millennials – um, which, you know, me, Adam, and Emily are all a part of. I there, fall out of that. There's, there, you're, no, you're what, 80? I'm, I'm the last no, version of,
3: of, of, X, of, uh, of Generation X. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm that bubble region right before the millennials.
1: But even X and the millennials, you know, the, I, I feel like there's this certain sense of entitlement. Things should be handed to them. You know, not a lot of these kids, especially my, my girlfriend is a teacher in middle school, um, and they just think that everything should be handed to them. They, they're not in that hardworking mentality. And I think that's something that's definitely lacking. I don't know if you can agree with that. Well, with that's kids. pretty true. I, yeah. I, I write
5: quite a bit about the millennials, and I work with them quite a bit. I always say their greatest strength is their arrogance. Right. Their greatest weakness is also their arrogance. Yes. You know, they're, they're it's a different. Uh, society that they came up in, and especially being so bombarded with social media. Right. And I think that has a great, uh, push and pull on them. One of the problems that has, though, one of those big issues that come about from that is the lack of what I call true interpersonal professional behaviors mm-hmm. that yes. matter. In yes. a, inter-communicate, and, yeah, intercommunicate. That's right. And how to communicate. Because we're so busy in the social media world. Of, Communicating through shortcuts. Right. Mm-hmm. right, right. Where us baby boomers grew up, you had There's to do face to face contact. Anymore. And I think that really hurts. Yeah. I really think that hurts. Oh, Absolutely. you if you go
0: to a restaurant, look at a dinner table. You got kids immediately parents sit down, hand a kid an iPad, and say, "Okay, entertain yeah. yourself." There's no, you know, interaction, and that's it's right. just. It, yeah. but that's the way people live life. It's Becoming
3: now. ingrained in yeah. the youth as we keep <laughs> moving on. I like those restaurants, and they
0: say no cell phones allowed, and like they make you. You're gonna have to talk to Shut each up other. Yeah, each exactly. Other. I love Deal those. Deal with it.
1: <laughs> it's like the, the the art of the educated conversation is is falling by the wayside, especially in. Even with what I deal here with at the radio station because I work here, as the promotions director and stuff like that too. When I'm corresponding with different events and things like that, everyone loves to do email. And then you end up doing, you know, seven or eight emails when you could accomplish it in
5: one phone call. You know, absolutely, absolutely true. I've worked in offices where everybody is in a a certain area. But yet rather than get up Mm -hmm. and walk across the hall – You'll text each other. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that. Yes. There's and it and it's really I think going to hurt us and it hurts us uh, in in the workplace and I think it hurts us in terms of being the essential exceptional and ethical leader. In that sense, you got to communicate until mm-hmm. it hurts. And this generation does not communicate until it hurts. Right. I think that's an
3: excellent point. Going on to another thing, you spent a good amount of time, in fact, if I'm not mistaken from a conversation you and I had a few years ago, you were actually living in Paris during the 9-11 attack. That's right, yes. And, I mean, you were sharing some of your experience about them, just the, the cultural of the people. Now, with this reverse of Paris being under attack and this world phenomenon of what goes next, I mean, from your experience from the dealing with the Paris as a cultural people and everything else... What do you see as going forward?
5: Well, you know, one of th- uh, my wife and I were stationed in Paris uh, about eight years, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful experience. Now, there's always difficulty learning how to deal with cultures and learning language, and it's a it's a roller coaster. But we were there long enough to really get to understand uh, French people right. and the Franco French culture. So one of the things that happened when nine eleven happened, I remember right away, my boss came into my office and he said, go home, be with your family. He told me to go home. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't mean back to America because you couldn't get there. But his right. point was, don't stay at work. You got to go home. Right. There's a sensitivity that they had. And I was walking down the street a few weeks later in Paris and a woman came up to me and she saw that I was an American and she shook my hand and she goes, you know, we love America. What happened to you is horrible. Uh, it's the first time that America's had a war fought it, on mm-hmm. its own, and we've had that here. Yes. So we know what that's like. So if you fast forward that to today, you know, one of the things I remember, Paris is a different type of world where police are very, military police are very visible. You know, in the airport, mm-hmm. uh, along the Champs-Élysées, all over, They're, it's very, very prevalent. They're used to having people who might blow up. A bomb in a subway. Mm -hmm. So they're prepared for it. But nothing prepares you for the ruthless nature, the the sheer ruthless nature of taking guns and just mowing people down. So I think that puts everybody in shock. And so many of the friends that we still have in Paris, you know, they were reaching out and saying, okay, we're okay. We weren't there. We weren't there. And and, uh, we were certainly happy about that. But uh, my wife told me about a story. Uh, Her girlfriend, who's still there, she has a 10-year-old and she was trying to explain to the 10-year-old how and they're living in Paris now right. but how what this thing means right. you know right. what we can do. So in a typical American way what they did was they sat down and they made cookies, okay? And then they packaged the cookies up in little bags and they took them to all their neighbors, knocked on the door and said, "We just wanted to tell you that we're with you. We love you and here's some cookies." Now that is very non-French, okay? Right. French right. people would not do that. There's a there's a a barrier between you and your neighbors, your plight, mm-hmm. but you know you wouldn't just force yourself in. Everybody they gave those cookies to were touched. You know, right. a couple mm-hmm. of them they said they cried. The fact, the fact, how they were teaching this young girl about love and right. respect was very, very poignant, and mm-hmm. that's what the French people saw. So. I think there's something that cultures learn from one another. Oh, cultures yes. are, are habits, attitudes, tuitions, and, 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 and all the things that build us up. But when we finally break through what I call the scotoma, a scotoma is like a blind spot, like a cataract on your, uh, over your eye. Of course. And we're so busy being protective of our culture mm-hmm. that unless we take the scotoma off, unless we take the blind spot off, you can't see past. And that's what they were doing they took the blind spot off, and they were forcing the French people to take the blind spot off to say, no, we're human beings, right. we're sorry. So I thought it was a really cool story. My, my wife and I were very touched yeah, by that it. That is a great story. Wow.
3: Absolutely. Fantastic. Marv, it's been a pleasure having you, and it's a whole lot of interesting insight and more things. I mean, We're going to make sure we have you back, because oh, we, yes. we barely touched the surface. Yes. And you have to do it again. Absolutely. Definitely.
0: And yeah. for the book, if we want, if anybody wants to find it?
5: Amazon.com is a good place. Love Amazon. Yes. Do linebacker it. in the boardroom.
3: Uh, paperback or just hardcover? Both. Both are available, yes. so those of you who and like hardcover Of course, hardcover can there's an electronic version, too. Yeah, hey, even Kindle. better if you got a Kindle, if yes. you're into that. Marv, thank you very much for being here. We greatly appreciate it. Coming up, Eric Guddermsen, guilty pleasures, and we're going to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Keep it lit, America.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady
3: M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister, filling in for Honest Abe off in the wonderful world of turkey hunting. With me, the lovely Lady M, looking perky and happy as always. Yes, good morning. And sitting in, John Buran. Hello. Producer extraordinaire. We're listening to episode 187 of Kiss My Ash Radio. We just had Marv Russell, former Notre Dame football player on, and author, world traveler, fascinating man who... Certainly was. I could have talked about college football with him for... All day.
1: Yeah, if you didn't hear it, you can grab it on the podcast. We do every single Monday on iTunes or com. Was that the Talking Heads? That was Talking Heads, right? I love yeah. that song. I love Talking Heads. But
3: well, now we're going to do a new segment called Guilty Pleasures. And this kind of came up in our Monday meeting. We are looking for something to do to put into the, the show. And John just happened to throw it out there that while we were in Wisconsin... And John and I were driving back from one of the many times we had to mm-hmm. hang out there, rocking out to some tunes in the car. That yep. I admit it, I'm a Taylor Swift fan.
1: Yeah, we were seriously jamming to Taylor Swift. there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I have,
3: I will admit it. From the high, high hilltops, I like Taylor Swift. She's talented. Lady. She is she talented.
0: Is, she writes all of her own stuff.
3: She uh, writes catchy songs. I can't. You cannot turn a Taylor Swift song on. And then not, not want to sing it. Sing along in the car by well, yourself wherever you are. Well,
0: know one of Adam's guilty pleasures. Yes. So that's that really what
3: got this whole segment started is I Admit It From The Hilltops. I enjoyed the music of Taylor Swift. I Admit It I Bought 1989. It's a good <laughs> album. <laughs> it is. I rock out to it all the time when if I'm in a bad mood. It's, just, it's very heavy.
2: Exactly. How can
3: you not love this? Emily, so... What do you have? Um, I don't know. As a I don't
0: know pleasure. if this is like a guilty pleasure or not. Um,
1: it could be a shameful admission.
0: It's not shameful, but like I have a, I like calling this. Um, I call the state troopers on road rage people, like all the time. Well,
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I have them on speed dial because I have. I have a really. I have really strong feelings against people with road rage, and so I'm like.
3: Are they road raging at you? No,
0: I. I watch it. I look for it. I watch it. How many, how many times have you done this? <laughs> <Narc>. <laughs> over a dozen times.
3: Over a dozen times. But you and know what? That, you might, start this? that
0: might that um, might a year ago when I got in a rage road incident and somebody like scared the living crap out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: People turn into different animals when they're in the car. I don't know what it is, but. You could have the, these these women especially.
3: Oh, let's not just blame them.
1: Well, no, I'm just I'm just giving the example of women. There's these women that will drive behind me, they'll honk, they'll do all this stuff. Now, what happens – I'm a pretty nice guy. Mm-hmm. What happens if a guy that's not such a nice guy gets ticked off, he pulls over, and then what does it mean for you? You're done. Dude, mm-hmm. I had
0: a guy chase me for 20 minutes yeah. around West Palm Beach until I called the cops. It was really scary. So Ooh. that I don't know if that's really a – it's not really a guilty pleasure – I don't – I clean. Do you get a lot I, of joy I, out of it? I I like to vacuum naked. Like I like to clean. Like I, not naked completely but like – Underpants? Yeah. there's something about being free and cleaning and I'm just like I don't – I can get dirty because I'm naked.
1: And then you're going to jump in the and shower. And I can jump in the
0: shower and I I clean the shower naked and I'm just naked.
1: <laughs> Mom, I told you not to bother me while I'm vacuuming my room. <laughs> So, if you ever want to go over
3: and surprise Emily at her house, make sure she call first. Make sure she's cleaning. One one
1: one Ashton
0: Road. <laughs> John, what's one of your guilty? Pleasures?
1: I this is more of a shameful admission, and I'm sorry. It's it's a little bit of a long story. Uh, when I was in college, I was in the marching band, as many people know, and I had a mm-hmm. girlfriend, and we were both kind of into some weird stuff. Um, we were both in the marching band, so um, flutes. We, we had uh, Cloitus. Um, right before marching band practice and we decided hey um why don't we just switch underwear for a little while what, <laughs> what? yeah so i wore her underwear to marching band practice and
3: is this a full marching band practice where you guys had to do the full drills full and everything full drills and mar- everything and was this a lacy thing a
1: it was it was a thong thing? it was a lacy thong oh wow if you me. it was a little bit tight and it, it left nothing to the imagination but mm-hmm. the the thing at I'd marching like to band i hope it was tight <laughs> The thing in marching band um, was to pants people. Um, oh, of
0: course, you got pants. So I didn't. I thong. didn't.
1: I didn't think about it, and um, I got pants right in front of as pretty much as far as you can up to the sideline as possible. And both of the female drum majors saw me, and I will say it was cold out that day. I was very <laughs> embarrassed.
0: <laughs>
1: so that was an awful decision oh, on my part. That's wow. Oof.
0: <laughs> I don't know if did, you guys. Did, did you ever
1: do it again? I know uh, that was the last time I did it. Uh, uh, never
3: experimented? for Cooler
1: this? heads prevailed, and mm-hmm. well, well, I didn't wear them to marching band practice. So let's just say you
0: know, have yeah. a girlfriend that has pretty long hair. Yeah, right. Do you ever in the shower like scrub yourself, and then like you clean your butt, and yeah. you find. Like a really long hair oh, all your butt the time,
1: crack. and you know what I, you know what I do is I put them on the wall, <laughs> and, I'm, I was, and I was like, "Look, this is the evidence. Look how much hair is coming out." And I have to clean it out of the drain now, so she knows. Uh, I have no. That's idea another guilty pleasure. We, I'm like,
0: yes, long hair, it feels so good. And, and then you can, like, you, can, you can make like you uh, can make like Picasso <laughs>
1: drawings on the wall, like when he was in his cubism period. You could do all kinds of and cubic is, drawings.
3: So I don't think we'll ever be doing do this segment ever again. Now that we've done that. This has completely come off the rails. I think it has. Mm-hmm. Not a great idea. Uh, so, Emily, another guilty pleasure? Or I is mean, that those, just are,
0: those are my three. The cleaning, the hair, the...
3: <sighs> well, I, I will admit to another one. Oh. If Love Actually is on, no matter what part it's at, I will finish watching it. Which song? What, what movie? Love Actually.
0: What, what movie oh, is that's that? that's not a bad... Yeah. Oh,
3: come on. It is a romantic comedy... And it's sappy, it's holiday-themed, lots of stuff I detest. But you know what? It's yeah. just a good movie, I will admit to it.
1: Well, you can't beat that.
0: Do you know what one of my guilty pleasure movies is? What? Jurassic Park. How is that a guilty pleasure? I don't how many a... times I've watched I will watch if that If that movie is on, I will watch it. I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll sit down. I will watch one, two, and three. Anything with dinosaurs I'm obsessed with I had with. no
3: idea you were such a dinophile.
0: I am. I am. Dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are my favorite. Fascinating.
3: All right. Well, that's been Guilty Pleasures. Who knows if we'll ever revisit this, especially after that. I have more as I'm like,
0: thinking of them. They're all coming. <laughs> well, we'll save them for another we'll subject, save them for another, another thing. topic.
3: Uh, coming up Eric Gutterhamson, the CLE Asylum Cigars, Cigar Insane Asylum, and so much more. Keep it lit, America.
2: Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KissmyAshradio.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
3: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. Under 30 minutes to go in this episode. We are here in the lungs of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Keeping it lit in spirits because we can't smoke in the studio anymore.
1: And we'll be getting lit after the show.
3: Absolutely. Oh, big plans after the show there, John?
1: Uh yes, I'm going to the Rangers Panthers game tonight. Nice. Very excited. Got some pretty decent tickets, so uh, it'll be a nice little cold snap this weekend. William, um,
0: big thing you're going I'm going to finish cleaning. <laughs> <That's> my plan. <laughs> More
1: vacuuming in the buff.
0: Actually, I'm going bass fishing. Oh,
3: well, well if, you are, cool.
1: if you are I gonna, love uh, bass fishing. Yeah, that sounds
0: like Duncan a good Duncan caught, like, a 10-pounder. Really? Yes, huge one. I posted it on, I put it on Facebook yesterday. Holy God. He said it was the biggest bass. He said, I was, like, looking at him, like, oh, fish is a fish. And then he showed me a picture of it yeah. next to his foot. And the thing was three times the that's size a, of his that's a foot. Giant bass. He said it was the biggest bass he's ever caught. Good for he was him. very proud and, of it. And if you
3: are, you know, vacuuming in the buff and you want to send me photos, it's con- totally acceptable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Follow <laughs> me on Snapchat. <laughs> <That's right.
3: laughs> on the line now, we're going to have a very special guest because bloggers have become a very important part of the industry.
2: Is so bright! Blogger's Corner. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Now be nice, these guys don't get out too much. I ain't seen the sun in 66 days!
3: On the line with us today, Master Sensei of Cigar Dojo, Eric Gutterumson, Master Sensei welcome back to kiss my ash radio thanks for joining us today
4: well thanks for having me on the show guys always love being on last wow. absolutely it's an honor
3: it's always a pleasure to have you sir how is things in the world of cigar dojo
4: oh uh, well there's a lot going on uh, we got some really cool stuff we're super excited about uh, we just redid the site so it's all fresh and new and and uh, I think it came out really really cool so if you haven't checked it out and in a while go check out cigardojo.com <laughs> it really looks nice i think so Awesome
0: Eric tell us um tell us about your trip to Nicaragua and your cigar safari
4: oh, Yeah it was a blast we we uh I, you know as as much as i imagined what it was going to be like cuz was my first time um, Really it was better than i ever imagined we had, just had such a good time we went we went a little early stayed in Managua a couple nights and smoked some cigars and hung by the pool and then and, you know, then the four days at uh, Drew Estate, which was just, it was great. We had a great group of, of folks that came along, and just everybody got along, and God, they treat you so well. It's just, it's its amazing. If you ever, ever get a chance to go, you just got to jump on it, because it's just amazing.
0: That's so cool.
3: I have heard that. Now, you guys added yeah. a new feature recently to the Cigar Dojo app, the Cigar War section.
4: Yes. Yeah. We're now, super excited about that cigar wars. Is I, I, the I checked. Thing I checked it world. out.
3: It's it's crazy that you're just going to have this continual loop of pick two cigars, pick, 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 pick. <laughs> and how many total cigars do you have in the cigar war? You know, book there.
4: Well, we just we just opened this thing up, and this is a brand new feature. So, it, it, just real quick, if, you, if you're not, if people don't know what it is, right. it's in the on. Cigar Dojo app, and if you click on Cigar Wars in the menu. It's sort of like Tinder, you know, except for cigars. You just get two cigars, and and you just pick the one you think is better. And then as you go through that, as you do that, it begins to rate the cigars. But you're not the only one doing it. There's you know hundreds of other people doing it. So eventually you have this you know big long list. Now right now we're at about 107 cigars. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, every week we're going to add five to ten or so, uh, you know. And so the, the list will just keep building. But even with even with just 107 cigars, that's something like five thousand six hundred, you know, battle combinations or whatever it is. Right. And we re- we use this really cool rating system where um, the this, the algorithm takes into account like let's say a let's say a, a really fancy fuente comes up against some low end stick and the fuente wins. The fuente just takes a small amount of points from the, the,
1: uh, the no. lesser
4: cigar, but it, if an underdog wins, if a... If a lesser cigar happens to be uh, a better cigar, it'll take a big chunk. So it's sort of like a self-correcting yeah. algorithm that, that, you know, that way uh, when new cigars come in each week, they're not at a big disadvantage. They can, you know, jump up. To, in fact, this week uh, Eastern Standard was one of the, the, the new cigars, and within like two days or whatever it had, you know, jumped up to number one. So the number one spot changes all the time. and It's constantly you know, rotating. It's exciting.
3: And you got a lot of cigars in there, especially in the 107. I went through for a while, and can I get a maybe button or a just pass in there? Because there's a couple times I got some combinations, and I was like, "Uh, no, I don't want to vote. (laughs) Yeah. Does that get factored into yeah, the algorithm? There's a the
4: refresh button, so if you if you come up with a a battle that you just can't determine or you don't want to vote on, you just click refresh and it'll give you a brand new. Uh, a battle. There we go. Nice. So
3: that's a good way to go.
4: So this. Yeah, and, if, and one one real cool thing if you click that leaderboard. There's leaders by category, so you can see like the top Maduro, you can see the top Nick Roguin, you can see the top expensive cigar. You know, you can see how they rank by category, which is really interesting sometimes to see who's. You know which cigars are are
1: where. So when people go to uh, CigarDojo.com dot com to vote on these uh, battles, is it is it all user driven?
4: It's all user driven, but That's you can great. only do it through the app.
1: Oh, okay. The cigar dojo
4: app. So you don't do it on CigarDojo.com. dot com. You just download your free cigar dojo and just click it in yeah. there. But yeah, it's all all user driven. We all we do is you know, we've been re photographing all these cigars and then writing descriptions for each one so that it's all fresh content. Wow. And so, so, yeah, it's just people just. Let's see, I think like the other day I, I calculated there was like 180,000 votes already. And we just launched this thing like a week and a half ago. So wow. That's people crazy. are going crazy. It's wildly popular. So it's pretty fun.
3: So, you know, another big thing you guys are doing on the Cigar Dojo is these Friday night HERF interview video sessions. And yeah, right. Last night you guys had Hector from Espinoza on. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And a lot of people don't know Hector, <laughs> but Hector's kind of a crazy guy. How, how was last night's show?
4: <laughs> Hector is hilarious, man. That guy cracks me up. I mean, every every show at IPCPR, usually we're, we're hanging with Hector, and um, he's just so funny. And uh, Coop recently had him on his show, so... Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, hey, why haven't we ever had him on there? Good job, Coop. And um, so we brought him on, and he's just, he's just, he's a wild card, man. You never know what that dude's going to say. And, uh, but he's a great guy. He's hilarious.
3: Absolutely. Now, uh, how many people are you regularly tuning in to these Friday night shows?
4: Um, it's a couple hundred people, and then, you know, we get some, it's not a huge thing or by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh. But we have fun doing it, and then there's a lot of people usually on the dojo like that night kind of partying and posting their pics and stuff. So Friday night's a big night for us on the dojo app, and and uh, it's, it's always kind of a, a party every Friday night.
1: Absolutely. So if you, you know, there's a lot of, you revamped the site totally. Um, do you have any future plans, any kind of tweaks you're going to make to the site, or anything new that we can kind of expect coming out of the Cigar Dojo?
4: Well, you know you never know because the whole uh the the redo of the site took a really, really long time right. because the rating system was is different, it's new and improved, and so we had to go through all of the reviews that we ever had done and uh and re you know enter the statistics into the into the each each cigar's rating So that took a really, really long time and then cigar wars hit me in the middle of the night, I guess just woke up in the middle of the night and, and came up with that idea. So you never know. I mean, who knows? In a in a month from now, I might have some sort of strange dream in the middle of the night and come up with something new. But right now, we're just going to focus on, uh, you know, maybe making sure that the the site is the way we want it. We kind of tweak it a little bit every day. And then, obviously, uh, working on Cigar Wars. So no we try go. to put up a, a new review two, three times a week. And and uh, so far, it's going really good. I think the, the whole idea with the new site is just a really focus on the art and beauty of cigars. So we've kind of taken away a lot of the, you know, extra stuff that didn't need to be there. And just the focus is just on the photography and the, and the look and beauty of cigars.
3: And it's one of the best looking ones out there. So Master Sensei, a lot of new stuff's been coming out recently and hitting the market. What's out there that's really striking and taking a hold of you and making you stop and say, Whoa.
4: Okay. Uh, let see, I got three, three cigars that recently have blown me away. One I just had for the first time last night oh. was that uh, Nortenio Edition Limitada.
3: The Limited Edition Churchill.
4: You know, yeah, I've had the, the regular Nortenio, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. But this thing is, lights out awesome. I mean, if you can get your hands on them, it was so amazing. I, I was totally blown away. How,
3: how did uh, it differ different. for you from the regular Notanio?
4: Well, it's a lot more uh, smooth and mellow and creamy, and 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 has a lot more gentle notes to it. it. It surprised me how what a sort of a gentle cigar it was. I mean, you could literally just inhale it. It was so smooth. Wow, and good.
3: that's a dark looking wrapper uh, too.
4: I know that was the thing. It was like I just wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be you know similar to. You know, a lot of the other, you know, sort of cigars in that same vein, but it, it's just so much different. That blend and that size, is, it's a really unique size. You know, it's like kind of a squished, not really box press, but just sort of like overly squished kind of. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but, man, that thing is good. Have you had that? Have you had I,
3: I haven't. is on the things I need to try, but I haven't had it yet. But now from your recommendation, I'm going to have to go make sure I get my hands on one very quickly.
4: I know, and they're rare, too. Another really good one is a Don Ronaldo from Warped. Uh, that has the highest rating we ever rated on the Dojo uh, website so far.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, if you're
4: looking for a fantastic cheap stick for 6 bucks, you can absolutely positively not beat a DeCrochet 512. Those things are awesome. I've smoked probably 60 of those this past summer just because I, I was hooked on them. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic stick, and it's extremely affordable you know it comes in about six or seven bucks
3: uh, compared to all the other stuff in his profile too which is in the ten, twelve dollar range to have this right. come out and have that kind of quality to it is really saying something santana's doing a very nice job and that is i would agree a fantastic cigar
4: yeah man and a lot of guys you know you know they think that you know you have to spend twelve, fourteen dollars to get a really good stick but that's living proof right there that uh, it can be done. You know, an affordable cigar can be just as good as, you know, a seventeen dollar stick.
3: A hundred percent agree, Master Sensei. Once again, it is a pleasure to have had you here today. <laughs> Keep up the good work. We look forward to, and I'm sure we'll have you back soon, hearing more about what wonderful things going on at CigarDojo.com.
4: All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it very much. Take care.
3: Thanks, guys. Eric Gutteramson, Master Sensei of Cigar Dojo, our special guest today, bringing a lot of great stuff to you. Coming back. Yeah, the world is full of fruitcakes and Looney Tunes, but the KMA crew scours the globe to find that very special person worthy of being inducted into a cigar insane asylum. Brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars.
2: Keep it lit! Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
3: We are keeping it lit here in the final segment of Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister, with me, the lovely Lady M, and... John Barron. Hello! Producer extraordinaire. We are here for the final segment of Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you're keeping it lit across America. Mass shout out to Buzz Gould. Heard the social media word dummy, which was supposed to be part of a thing, but we ran out of time for it. And he's going to win a five pack of iconically recluse cigars. Buzz, smoke with honor and pride on behalf of Kiss My Ash Radio. But now it's time to find out this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum.
2: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum.
1: Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes.
2: Where logic and reason cease to exist.
3: So, Lydia, who is going in the Cigar Mm. Insane Asylum Hall of Fame this week?
0: Well, it's funny, I was reading a whole bunch of different articles, and you know, you have everything from... You guys hate when I talk about murdering and all these things. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But Murdering
3: is fine. It's But when we're talking yeah. about someone chopping people and hey, doing the thing and getting yes. really crazy into the point of where I'm, I'm like. I'm just
0: telling you, there's weird, crazy people out there. There's a
3: line we should have to stick to of, okay, this, there are, you know, Bundy level crazy and then just regular crazy. I know. Let's try and stick with well, the regular Well, we're going to go
0: today, we're going to go the route of like personal civil rights mm, crazy. Excellent. Because this is actually bothered me a lot. Um, I'm a fan. I'm going to call Gateway Charter High School a little, I'm going to call them and say that they're a little bit out of line. A student was suspended from this high school, of course, in Florida for Mm. wearing his Catholic rosary beads to school.
3: Is there a policy against this?
0: There is no policy against jewelry or Or, personal choice of jewelry.
3: Or what about religious uh, affects?
0: No, there is no Nothing. Nothing.
1: I guarantee you if there was a child who was Hindi or who was Islam or anything like that, if they felt they were entitled to wear either their turbans or their burqas, that they would be allowed to. Absolutely. I, gar- I guarantee. Well, of course.
3: Just for some reason, this child had having- even did and Now, did they view the rosary as some type of a weapon or no,
0: something? No. They said that <laughs> – they said that it would it it looked like it was gang related. Uh, yeah. Which even makes it worse. D- dress well, code violation but then they didn't have a legitimate reason to gang. say... a
1: whole do, lot of things out there too the, yeah
3: exactly especially in that because we're still in the 1940s and the sharks are trying to fight the jets the pope is
1: rallying the troops right now it's
0: just there's too much of this in today's society and in today's world well
1: everyone everyone has just become so pc and so worried about offending everybody and so worried about offending your neighbor and all this stuff that it just gets it gets to the point of this which is ridiculous. I think if you want to express yourself in a way that's not hurting anyone else, you should be able to. That's what our country was founded on. It wasn't founded on everyone being so uh, uptight right. about everything.
0: Merry Christmas.
3: Well, Happy Thanksgiving and all the like. But <laughs> big. What
1: are you going to do for Thanksgiving, John? Um, I'm actually – this is going to be my first Thanksgiving away from my parents. I'm oh. um, going up to the – uh, I guess say fiance now the fiance's uh, parents up in Orlando and mm. then we're gonna be visiting her grandma in orlando so i'm am a little bit honestly a little bit sad because is, this I'm not the, gonna spend is this the first
3: holiday you've spent with the fiance's family
1: yes it is Ooh. I've met I've met her dad before and um, did you ask the dad's permission yeah I, well a <sighs>
3: little
1: you, bit of little, I know we're going what? back there a L- little bit of a long story at the time um my girlfriend's mother was with another man and I asked him and I asked her mother and they both gave the blessing and this new guy didn't come into the picture till um fairly recently. So okay, I didn't so have listen,
0: to... her mother is her is her main
1: Your mom's her main main So you asked okay. your mom. So right, important. you went through the proper adult channels.
3: Yes, so that's yes. all that we needed to do. As long as you the went through The parental figures those, were exactly. properly taken care of. Mm-hmm. Em, I know you and I were talking. You're gonna, you're doing all the I'm, cooking this I'm year. I'm,
0: doing my first Thanksgiving in my house and cooking. Oh. I've never done this before. I do love to cook. I, I cook with my clothes on. I promise. <laughs> um, but That's I, not um,
3: what dumb people say.
0: I'm just, I'm a little nervous because. Oh well, yeah. It's a lot of food, and, and I, I have I'm one finger down on my right hand. What'd you do to that, by the way? I lost you my fingernail. You don't finger
3: want to It's kind of gross. Ooh,
0: yeah, wow. the whole nail. Yeah. It's you still good-
3: there, but it was not pretty.
0: Boom. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm I'm a little anxious, a little nervous, a little excited. Also, my mother in law is gluten free, so accommodating that Ugh. and still making everything taste good uh, is like on my list of things to do.
3: Yeah, one of those things you got to be prepared for, but it's going to be fun and exciting.
0: You're right? just telling me you your your base. What are you doing? Well, with no. Your turkey? Basically,
3: I for some reason fermenting, last week he's fermenting. No, I am not fermenting the tops. He's brining. Yes, no, actually, um, brining has been a big thing in the last couple of years people to, to use as the base for their turkey. Right. But I actually found a recipe last weekend and actually a report that took a brined turkey, a regular just seasoned turkey, and a dry brined turkey. Ah. And the dry brining actually got the highest results in just overall flavorness, tenderness, and juiciness. Huh. And the brined turkey came in last. Really? Yes.
0: Dry brining. So you just do that with dry it's herbs. It's basically just a,
3: basically you just rub all of the sugars, brown sugars, some orange peel, or no. a bunch of other different spices, rub it all into the turkey, leave it in the refrigerator for 8 hours. And then, cook and then cook it. And then cook it. Instead it. of putting it in an actual bucket, it, uh, of when juice. you cook
0: a turkey, is do you does it have to take nine hours to cook it? Or can you throw it in the oven and bake it for four hours? Well,
3: there's a couple you there there's a lot of different ways I remember my you can mom used to cook
0: it the night prior and then cook it for twelve hours straight on low. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't the, know. There's a lot of different schools of
3: fact. In fact, the recipe that I actually took this off of, they stuck it in at five hundred for like thirty minutes. Uh huh. And then they turned it down because that way you get a really thick cru- right, uh, right. Crispy you crust. Right, right. You're going to just
0: have to send me your brining recipe okay. in this because I'm just going to have to go with what you yep. say. I can and totally just do go for this. that.
3: We're going to be off next week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody has a great turkey day. Eat a lot. Be thankful for all you've got.
0: Start your diet on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing. Do I or do I not tackle Black Friday at Walmart? Oh, no. no.
3: I'm considering no. No. it
0: and nobody wants to go with me.
3: I don't blame them. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. We will, we will be off next week. The best of show, brand new. Then we'll be back in
1: two weeks with... We're going to have Nick Melillo on live in studio.
3: Live in studio. Nick Malillo Foundation Cigar Company. We're going to talk about the Elway Wednesday, his new release and everything going on with that. As we used to say here in America, keep it lit. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: Hi.